0: what is up level up nation and welcome to the october 13th edition of otn's level up live your home for gaming news my name is fiasco and I am joined, as always, by the king of the courtside, the courtside king. Joey, what's up, buddy?
1: I'm doing all right, John. Like I was telling you before we hopped on here live, it's been a little bit of a long work week. I'm still kind of easing myself into we're now fully 100% back in the office. I know not everyone had that privilege, um, but <laughs> it is weighing down on me a little bit, trying to get back in there. to, I have a very long commute. I have like a two-and-a-half-hour commute every day, so it just it weighs down a little bit each and every day. And by the end of the week, it is just it's rough um but we're here there's a lot of great gaming news a lot of big games releasing tomorrow uh we'll be touching on both of those tonight there's been some new seasonal drops like halo infinite you guys know i'm a fan of that game it got a big seasonal drop we'll be touching on that today as well and finally god willingly the activision blizzard stuff is behind us for a little while at least hopefully uh that deal did go through last week unfortunately we weren't able to do a show i can't remember i think we were both sick last week um, but it did go through. So we'll touch on that briefly today. Um, but overall, it's nice to kind of put that behind us because that was two years, it feels
0: like, of that whole process. Two years of great, outstanding drama that you couldn't even get on reality television. It was that good, Joey. It was that good. <laughs> uh, Nation, make sure you follow the show on the social medias, if you will. That is Twitter and or X, whatever you want to call it, and Facebook at O-T-N Media. Instagram and Threads at OTN underscore media. Please bully the person who has it without the underscore. (laughs) Don't do that. Just don't cyber bullying is not cool. Just don't do that. And while you're on Twitter X and or Threads, Instagram, make sure you follow Joey and myself. Find Joey at Courtside King. Myself, hi, I'm John at Fiasco. If you're here live on stream, those are the handles you're currently staring at. If you're listening to the podcast version of the show, they'll be in the show notes for you below. nation. As always, while the live show here on Twitch is the best place to be, we do offer the show in podcast form. Check out the Level Up Podcast available on your pod catcher of choice, 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 choice. All right, uh, extra credit you have an Amazon Prime account, your parents have an Amazon Prime account, your uncle, your aunt, your grandparents, your great grandparents. Your foreign exchange student, your housing. Everyone has an Amazon Prime account, which means you also have a Twitch Prime sub that you can use. Use it on OTN Media. Earn Joey's eternal love, and maybe he will play Halo with you as well. As so he is looking for teammates because your boy hasn't redownloaded it yet. Hey. Simple as that. Joey, we touched a little bit about what we're talking about here today, so let's go ahead and jump over to the drink of choice. Um I completely forgot to grab something, so Joey, I'm hoping you're, you're going to carry the show today.
1: Uh, not too hard. I do have water, um, but it is spicy yeah. water. I have mango chili water tonight.
0: Oh, what yeah. what company?
1: Uh, it's a great question. Element, L M N T. Where'd you find it? Uh, I don't remember. It's like salty uh, electrolyte water. But it's oh, good. Man.
0: Yeah. B- bougie water. There you go. <laughs> Shocker. Joey has bougie water. Who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Joey. Uh I'm gonna struggle with this new format on the show here for a little bit. But don't worry because today's episode of Love of Live is presented by GamerBytes, bite-sized gaming news delivered weekly directly to your inbox. Sign up today at otnmedia.org slash GB sign up. It's as simple as that, Joey. It's a great newsletter. Make sure you guys check it out as well if you're here in Twitch chat. Oh, Joey, you just beat me too. I almost, I almost hit enter. I almost hit enter, but you got it. Check out the chat uh, link in chat. If you're listening to the podcast version, it'll be in the show notes as well. Joey, let's hop right over into our good friends from Nintendo first.
1: Absolutely. A little bit of a lighter week in Nintendo news, but for those with Switch handheld consoles, you can jump right into Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Uh, John, this is a game, uh, the Mario IP, let's talk about that first. Mario always sells well. Now, in general, there are definitely Mario games that sell better than others. Some of those kind of mainline 3D games typically do a little bit better, uh, at least in recent years. With that being said, there is a 2D game coming out this week that is absolutely popping off the critical charts. Super Mario Bro Wonder coming in with some very hot review scores. 92 on open critic currently. 93 over on sister site Metacritic, so really high review scores. A lot of critics recommending this one, and a lot of people already coming out and saying this is now up on their top five game of the year list as
0: well. Let's go. Um, yeah, again, I, I need to get a switch, uh, because I do enjoy playing uh, Mario Bro video games. I uh, just do not enjoy the 1993 uh horrible classic uh movie that came out, but other than that, Joey, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I mean. If there is one franchise that is just absolutely disgusting when it comes to dominating the gaming world, it's Mario. It's everything has to do with Mario. Mario is just a, a juggernaut at this point. Uh, I would even say it's a step above juggernaut. I don't know what that is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Mario's disgusting. Uh, it's good. Uh, <laughs> disgusting in a good way is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 92, uh, That that's really good. Uh, looking at this chart here, that's one point higher than Spider-Man 2, yeah. uh, which... Again, there's a lot of hype around that game, too, which I'm pretty sure we're going to be touching on here in a little bit in the PlayStation section. Um, But nonetheless, I mean, what a time to be a gamer. There's a lot of big, big, big name titles coming out, and they're going to keep on rolling out. Joey, I know one game that we keep playing is Starfield. I'm still playing it. I was playing it before this show. That's why we're running a little late. I lost track of time. That's on me. Nonetheless, uh, there are a ton of games coming out, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder is one of them. And it's one of those things, right? We're in such a stack here. You have Starfield, you have Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man
1: 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, the Dead Space Remake. The titles go on and on. Final Fantasy 16 is on a lot of people's Game of the Year list as well. And then you have Mario Wonder. Uh, It was just one of those games that, again, like you can never count out a Mario game, but it's also a game that wasn't very high on my list at the beginning of the year. I didn't come into 2023 thinking, oh yeah, Mario Wonder, that's a game of the year contender for sure. Uh, But it's already made its way there. I mean, these are not scores to kind of shake your head at. 92, 93, these are very, very high scores and some of the highest critic scores of the year. Uh, Whether it gets nominated or not, it's tough to tell. Uh, It is a very high pool out there. With that being said, Nintendo always finds a way to making their way up there. I think Tears of the Kingdom is a lock for almost every game of the year nominee list. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I don't know if I call it a lock just yet, but it does have a high enough score that it'll probably be considered for a lot of those lists as well.
0: It would be I would be surprised if it's not gonna be on most people's lists, especially with the high ninety two score. Mm-hmm. Um, but Again, like I don't know, like when's the cutoff for game of the year going to be? Because like all these (laughs) games are coming out in the last quarter of the year, Um, and it feels like this happens every year. I mean, obviously you have the holiday season coming up, and that's the big thing is you want to get those big titles out there. You want to buy the hype. Uh, You want you want the hype to be bought and bought as a gift uh, for whatever holiday you celebrate. Um, So of course they're going to keep rolling out here. But you know what's your cutoff? Is it September? Is it October? Is it in November? Uh, can a december release really win 2023 game of the year i I don't know um that's there's no unified standard if you will of of, of when it should cut off i think that's something the gaming industry should figure out but that's neither here nor there yeah and it Um, differs
1: right like depending on the game show like some of the game shows will go all the way they go april to april Uh, jeff's one with the game awards he It's a weird cutoff with his it technically early voting has to go in in early November. I think the end of the first week and then the technical cutoff is like November week three the issue with that and we saw it a couple years ago. I think it was a couple years ago with Forza Horizon 5 was that last year or two years ago. I don't remember at this point Uh, so many games Um, but when Forza Horizon 5 came out it technically came out two weeks before the deadline but the early voting was already due a week before So at that point, no one's going back and adjusting their votes. They already put in their early vote. So, I mean, it's like voting absentee in an election, right? You send in your vote. You're not going to say, hey, I'm sorry. I need that vote back because this other game just came out. So it's (laughs) one of those things that I think the real technical
0: deadline is early November when people do the early submissions. That's fair. I mean, (laughs) your election result. Can you imagine another candidate just pops out? You know, I'm going to go ahead and change my vote now (laughs) because (laughs) uh, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious
1: absolutely wild so uh go ahead and check out mario if you guys are interested in kind of a 2d side scroller uh this one does have a lot of different biomes in there from the trailer a lot of different abilities You can play as multiple characters as most of these kind of games go. Uh, Some really cool platform mechanics that I think they did a good job. I don't know if I'd say fully innovating on, but it's definitely some new stuff to the Mario series that I haven't seen before. So excited to see that. You have your classic underwater level. Obviously, the elephant transformation has made its way on social media kind of all over the place. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's Mario. It's going to land well. I can't think of many Mario games that don't except for that half-baked mario strikers game that they put out on switch a little bit of a disappointment there Um, but other than that mario games typically land quite well and this one definitely seems to be the cream of the crop as far as latest mario games go with that john i think we can transition our way over to the playstation side of things uh playstation again pretty light in the news this week as well we talked about their new console with the ps pro slim version last week Uh, as well as some other stuff going on at PlayStation. This week, definitely a little bit lighter, uh, but there's a big reason why, and it's because they're stuck in the web of a great game coming out, and that is Spider-Man 2. We do have some review scores for this one as well so far at least last i checked we had a 91 on open critic for spider-man 2 as well as a 90 on metacritic so again very high scores here both in the 90s It could dip a little bit lower or go a little bit higher but for the most part it looks like we're gonna sit right around the low 90 range here for spider-man 2 uh john i think they did a really good job expanding upon the first game and you have people out there and you're always gonna have this Or people are like, oh, the graphics aren't as good in this area. Or there's a bug here and there. Like someone found you can swing through buildings and glitch the game out. Like, oh, great. Welcome to gaming. There's glitches and bugs in almost every game out there. Uh, On top of that, the people criticizing the density of New York, they're freaking crazy. The city is so much more dense in this game. I I I think that's one of the things, too. If you're going to use the same city and use the same area for a game, how are you going to expand upon it? Obviously, story is an easy element, but also make it more graphically intense, make it more interesting of an environment. And I feel like in particular, at least from the trailers we've seen, the density of New York City in Spider-Man 2 completely obliterates what was there in Spider-Man 1. And I think that's a huge step up for the game in Insomniac.
0: Yeah, and I believe looking at the gaming map, too, they opened up more boroughs of New York. Like before, like it was mainly in Manhattan uh, maybe a little bit of Queens, but now it's like opened up into Brooklyn too. Like you can go across the river uh, into Brooklyn, uh, into the Bronx, into all other funds, uh, pardon me, not not Queens. It was the Bronx that you were able to go into a little bit. Uh, now you can go into Queens. Now you can go into uh, the Brooklyn area. So yeah, I mean, you, you just open up the boroughs, and and it's smart. You know, you have to to open up that world because obviously, if you, if you stay with just Manhattan, obviously Lower Manhattan where uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales really focused on during their uh, runs when they were released. Uh, you, you're you going to end up repeating a lot of the same stuff. You have to open up the map a bit, um, and technology really allows that to happen now. So I think it's great. They're expanding the map. Yes, it's going to be bigger. Yes, there's going to be more content. Yes, they still have the Marvel Universe in there, um, like uh, Doctor Strange's uh, San- uh, Sanctum Santorum is in there. Uh, you have, uh, I actually, this, I think Stark tower is still in there too, or Avenger tower or whatever it's called now. Um, but the, the thing is, is just, you know, you have all those nods back to the, Mar- you know, the Marvel franchise and now you have all the different, uh, boroughs opened up, expanding the game and then you have more crossover, more travel. I mean, and on top of it too, Joey, something that I've been asking for in this, uh, franchise is, uh, the ability for, uh, a, a, a refreshed quick travel, if you will. And that's exactly what we got in Spider-Man 2. Um, and and it's great because you can quick travel and then you automatically just swing in like you just swung in there uh, from 80 blocks ago and you just start going and going and going. So um, they have listened to fans. They, they've they revamped what they needed to do. I think uh, the storyline from what I've seen so far, people are going to be very happy with. The graphics do look great if people really want to complain about pixelated uh, grass blades then by all means uh, continue <laughs> to not go outside and touch grass um, but at the end of the day it's a very impressive game it looks great it complements the hardware that is the playstation 5 and it does the spider-man franchise a, a huge huge service uh, with how well it's presenting everything and plus on top of it you have venom so i mean that just adds another curveball in there too so it, it, it's a very very cool game i think the 91 is a very, very good score. Uh, people may argue maybe a little bit higher. I think 91 is, is, a, is a solid score. I'd have to play it uh, to actually see if, it, if I would go higher on it, but I think 91 is a very fair score on release. Uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll see more people come out. Uh, maybe we'll see IGN tweet 80 million times that they gave it a 4 out of 10. Who knows? Um, but uh we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I think Spider Man fans should be happy with this game. I think
1: IGN was one of the lower ones, actually. I think they did <laughs> eight out of ten, if I remember, for this one. Um, You're yeah, it's, yeah, good old IGN. I, there's definitely some questionable ones out there. Metro is probably my least favorite of all reviewers at the moment. They're terrible. Um but yeah, overall, I mean Spider Man, it's great. It's going to do very well. It's going to pop off. I believe it opens tonight. Uh, Depending what time zone you're in, but technically tomorrow on the 20th um, should do really well overall again as John mentioned bigger map as I mentioned earlier denser maps as well. So not only are you getting a bigger space to play in a bigger sandbox per se, um, but you're also getting a more interesting sandbox as well uh, with higher populations more cars shinier buildings and all that goodness as well Uh, tons of suits in this one too. If you like switching your suit up for different abilities, uh, one in particular that I really like without going too much into spoilers, but this one has been shown quite a bit. uh, They do have one that kind of follows the across the Spider-Verse type of animation style. So it kind of does that little like slower glitching looking animation. Uh, It's really, really cool looking in my humble opinion. So it does look a little weird as far as frames per second with everything else being much cleaner around you. Uh, But at the same point, it is a nice little artistic nod to those movies as well. Uh, In the end, yeah, I think it's going to be a very good game. I think the story will probably be quite well-received, too, if I had to guess from players. Um, I don't know too, too much about the story, and I think for the most part, people have done a good job not spoiling it. There are definitely some people out there trying to ruin others' uh, experience with the game out there on social media platforms, which is super unfortunate uh, when we do see these big game releases like this. But overall, for those diving in tonight slash tomorrow, enjoy. It definitely looks like a good web-slinging time.
0: Yeah, and and they've got all the classic baddies in there too. Like you were, you know, you could see, uh, you know, Sandman was in there. I mean, just there's so many classic, uh, Spider-Man villains that are gonna be making an appearance in this game that I just feel like, you know, if 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 you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a Marvel fan, this is gonna be right up your alley. It's gonna be bringing in characters from the comic books. The fact that you get two Spider-Mans teaming up in this one between Peter Parker and Miles Morales. I think that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Miles is rocking a new haircut, which is absolutely fly well done. Um, But nonetheless, uh, I think the game's great. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think think people are going to be really happy with it as long as you're not one of those people that complain that the uh, grass does not look real enough. Uh, I think you'll be very happy with it.
1: Yeah, should be a good time. So enjoy that one, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure there will be many, many people logged in on their PlayStations tomorrow, as well as their Nintendo Switches kind of making their way through these brand new games. Next up in the news and not launching a big game tomorrow is Xbox. A little bit of a sad announcement, but also happy for him at the top of this segment. Pete Hines, the senior vice president and head of publishing for for Bethesda Softworks, has announced his decision to retire after 24 years at the company. Uh, John, 24 years at any company feels like a very long time in today's day and age when people kind of shift companies so quickly here and there. Um, But of any industry to do it in, gaming seems even more wild. I mean, every time you hear about Crunch in a studio where you hear about people having to kind of work so hard to even get funding to make a game happen. For Pete to be there for 24 years, I think is a nod to how much respect not only his co-workers had for him to how good of a job he did. But three, just the impact he had on the industry as well from his position over there at Bethesda. Uh, So really good stuff coming out there. I'm glad Pete can finally, I don't want to say rest because it makes it sound like he passed away, uh, but finally kind of relax a little bit, actually enjoy some games outside of the actual business side of things as well. Uh, On top of that, he ended up posting on X and some other social media platforms too. I think LinkedIn is where the original post came from. Uh, He states, After 24 years, I've decided my time at Bethesda Softworks has come to an end. I'm retiring and will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to enjoy life. Uh, it goes on and on, and you guys can read more about that if you want, at DC Deacon on most social media platforms, or Pete Hines on LinkedIn. Um, but overall, it pretty much just saying, hey, I'm taking a step back from the gaming industry as a worker, I'm retiring, I'm still going to be involved in things here and there. But much more on my level of when I want to give those efforts here and there, it sounds like, uh, turning some more of that time back to his family turning more of that back into his passions and interests, as opposed to just the day-to-day grind of putting out these high quality games like they did with Starfield recently.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, you know, and you made a very good point. I feel like if you're not with one of the big gamer developers out there, uh, the, the turnover tends to be a little bit quicker. And that's something we're starting to see trickle into the non-gaming world also where, you know, in, in most realities, if you're looking for a pay raise, you're changing companies every two to three years, uh, to be completely honest uh companies don't reward you for loyalty anymore uh they never really did in the first place uh but nonetheless um you know i, I still love how corporate america is like falling behind the times like, they're like oh people have no loyalty to-, to corporations anymore But yet, the corporations to be the first one up to to furlough you when uh things go bad but nonetheless uh yeah 24 years is great bethesda is an absolute juggernaut Um, of of a uh, game developer uh, right up the street from where we are joey uh, bethesda we you know we have friends that used to work at bethesda uh we have uh, a lot of love for what bethesda has created obviously starfield like he mentioned uh being the the uh newest creation they've put out there and i think you know if you're gonna go out with a bang you go out with a bang on starfield 24 years that's absolutely fantastic take some time relax Enjoy life. Enjoy time with your family. Travel the world. Play a little bit. Um, play Starfield. You know, I think that's one thing a lot of people don't understand is is the grueling grind that developers have when it comes to creating these games. You know, the idea of creating a video game does seem fun, but the things that we take for granted, like the textures on the walls, the the tiling that's done, uh, you know, in the on the floor of your spaceship or the bunker in Fallout or things that you don't pay attention to because it's it's just ambiance. It's it's there to give you a, a, a feel of the environment, but it's not really a part of what you're trying to complete in the game. It takes a lot of time, years. I mean, Starfield took, what, 10-plus years for them to, to really develop and get packed down to the point where we have it now. They had to wait for the technology to bump up there, too. Uh, compare that to uh, what Blizzard did with Overwatch, their first new IP in 10 years. Uh, take a look at both of those and see who spent 10 years doing things right. Um, so, you know, it's just, <laughs> I mean, you're shaking your head, Joey, but tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you know, Yes, obviously the two very different styles of games, but nonetheless, you can see the time and effort put in Starfield versus Overwatch 2. That's neither here nor there or Overwatch. But nonetheless, uh, I think it's great for Pete. Uh, Pete has done an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, he deserves the time off and Bethesda still in great hands with the amazing people there. And, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll see Pete come back and do something crazy when he gets bored after six months.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, I don't know if there's a non-compete or what that looks like, but there's always the potential he does end up at another game studio or maybe comes on as a consultant, uh, whether that be with Bethesda in a different capacity or a completely different developer or platform altogether. Uh, But at least for now, it looks like he will be taking a step away for a bit. Next up in the Xbox section is Game Pass Editions. Uh, we do have some new titles coming to Game Pass in the second half of October. Kicking those off is Like a Dragon, Ishin, that dropped the day of this announcement. So you don't see a picture here because it was included in the last one. Uh, but that is a very big game coming out of Sega. Very popular, especially over in the East. Uh, alongside that, you have Frog Detective, F1 Manager 23, Headbangers, The Rhythm Royale, uh, which is very pigeony looking. You have Just Ant from one of John's favorite studios, Don't Not Entertainment. Moneko's Night Market. A lot of people have this on their indie games list as far as big indie games this year. Uh, that one, I can't remember. I think it's Japanese produced, but it might be Korean. I want to say Japanese, uh, but it's definitely an Asian game coming out of there as well. Uh, pretty highly sought after in the indie market. EA Play is dropping Dead Space and then City Skylines 2. Again, we talked about the console editions for that game being delayed to next spring. The PC edition still landing this month though. So overall, John, I feel like of all the game pass ones we've had in recent months i feel like this is probably the most diverse of them you have a lot of different games hitting a lot of different genres in here on top of that you have some big triple a's as well as some of those very small indie games so it's kind of a nice assortment coming through here as well
0: yeah uh you know just looking at the ones that are coming out here i think the one i'm personally most excited about is city skylines 2 uh city skylines was you know a, a great game uh essentially piggybacking off of the really early success of Sim City from the 90s. Um, and they've really done it right. Um, I'm excited that uh, it'll be coming to PC. Um, I really don't play those games on console anyway. So, I mean, on, on the PC, I think it's the best way to experience those games. So I'm super excited to dive into that and build a city that functions slightly better than Washington, D.C. does, uh, especially when it comes to traffic. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. Um, But yeah, Just Dance is another one that I'm really excited for as well. I plan on downloading that. Uh, F1 Manager I might do just to crash into a Red Bull car. um, I mean, it's on Game
1: Pass, right? Like, why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe I can take over Red Bull and fire Christian Horner. (laughs) um, Send him to like Uh. some crappy team like Williams or something should be funny as anything because they're owned by Mercedes that's neither here nor there we're not going to get into an f1 debate here but uh but yeah there's that uh but yeah I I think it's a very diverse release this month and I think uh uh, there's really a game in there for everyone so if you have game pass um you know try a game out or two here and there it doesn't cost you anything other than your subscription so give it a shot
1: chat's making fun of me for the way I pronounce frog detective um personally I think it's going to be a riveting good time Uh, but I don't know I mean overall I really don't know much about that game at all Uh, I think the ones I'm most interested in Just Ant is on my indie list as well as Mineco's Night Market so both those pretty high on kind of my indie list of the year and I'm looking forward to diving into those two Uh, as John said City Skylines the original game was very popular It's pretty safe to assume City Skylines 2 will probably be quite popular as well. Uh, And then with us in the middle of the Halloween season here soon enough, Dead Space kind of hits a lot of those horror vibes. So if you're looking for something that's horror and a little bit gory for my liking, uh, Dead Space is definitely down that alley as well. Moving from Game Pass late October to just a couple more Xbox topics before we slide over to PC. Halo Infinite has surged its way up to the number six spot on Steam's top sellers list. Yes, this is a free-to-play game, but it does have in-person or in microtransactions of some sort uh, for those battle passes and goodness like that. The launch of Season 5 just happened this past week, and it has some of the highest praise Infinite has seen since its beta test uh, before the game actually released. Uh, They have a new game mode in here, Extraction. You plant kind of a bomb of some sort. It's an extractor, uh, and it ends up taking some time to extract. You have to defend it while it's extracting. The other team can come in and reverse that extraction as well during that time. We have two new maps, John. There is a trailer at the bottom here uh, that we can kind of throw on as we talk through this. The two new maps that are coming at the launch of the season and are now available this week are Prism, think like crystal caves, uh, similar to those little needles that you see in the Needler weapon, the very iconic Halo weapon of the Needler. Uh, This cave is filled with bigger versions of those crystals, it seems. And then Forbidden is kind of like a... I don't know if I described it as like a hidden temple type of map uh, built into a forest. And you guys live with us here on Twitch. We'll see it here soon enough. Uh, They're also announced that they are adding eight more maps in a partnership with Mountain Dew, who is reviving Game Fuel Uh, for those people who remember Game Fuel from back in the day. uh, This new Mountain Dew playlist will not only bring back Game Fuel, but also bring back some classic Halo 3 maps, uh, including Guardian, Construct, Blackout, uh, what do we have? The Pit on here, High Ground, Isolation, Narrows, and then a new map called Critical Dewpoint with a very bright neon green theme to match that Mountain Dew action coming in. Uh, a couple other things to mention, Cross-Core Helmets. If you like customiz- customizing your Spartan, those helmets are no longer locked to their cores. You can switch them back and forth, put your little samurai head on your classic Halo Mark IV armor, whatever you want to do on that front flood cosmetics also making their way into the game as well as match xp and custom games the last thing here that i think is probably the biggest thing in my opinion ai is now headed to forge as well so for those who enjoy stuff like fortnite creative halo forge uh, you can now throw ai enemies into the mix as well people are designing tower defense games people are they've remade pokemon within the game uh, with halo enemies as kind of pokemon monsters uh, there's going to be a FireFoot mode coming in November as well for kind of that PvE action as well. So if you're interested in diving back into Halo, now is a great time to do so, it seems. Uh, at least with the new maps, the content just continues to flow. And I am a Halo fanboy, so take this as it may come. Um, but I do think Halo right now is probably putting out some of the best content on a seasonal basis that we have seen in gaming and live service in recent years. Uh, the uh, The other one that is obviously very good is Fortnite. Fortnite constantly puts out amazing content. And I think Fortnite is probably still the king in this area. Um, But to see the amount of content that Halo is putting out now compared to even the first year, I think there's more coming month to month in Halo now than we saw within the first year of Halo. Uh, So it's really cool to kind of see them have a No Man's Sky type of revival in that sense as well. Anything else to say on Halo content, John? I know I'm eventually... Gonna get you to re-download it and play a little bit with me, but that's probably gonna not gonna to re-download tonight. it. No, it's.
0: <laughs> mo- I mean, especially since I just I just started a new playthrough on Starfield, um,
1: working your way through it. That
0: new game plus action, eh? Uh, no, no, no. It's like a straight up new character and everything. Wow. Um, okay. No, the, 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 there's a couple thing There's a couple Easter eggs that apparently I missed in the beginning of the game, so I kind of want to go back and find them real quick. Um, mm. But but other than that. Um, yeah, after I find those Easter eggs, I'm going to go back and play the new game plus. So it doesn't really matter to me. But, uh, and
1: which new game yeah. plus are you on at the moment?
0: Is it six? Um, I believe it is. I
1: feel like it's six.
0: I'm going on five. Okay, five. Okay. I will be done with five soon. Hopefully, maybe, possibly.
1: I like it. I like it. So we'll keep up with John and his Starfield playthroughs. But first, we have one more topic to hit here in Xbox... Uh, In an interview on the official Xbox podcast, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has confirmed that Activision Games won't be coming to Game Pass until 2024. Uh, This was what was originally assumed by most people, but there were a couple sources out there that were coming out saying that there was supposed to be a big drop once the deal ended up closing. And then it got kind of moved to that Tuesday after the deal closed on a Friday, because Tuesday was when the normal Game Pass drops are going to happen. And unfortunately, that drop never came. And I like that Phil came out here and just addressed it up front so that we don't see that kind of moving timeline. It's kind of like the end of the world, right? Everyone's like 2012 or 2000 first, and then it just keeps moving until it eventually happens. Uh, and thankfully, that will not be the case here with Game Pass drops, uh, at least until 2024. Maybe there's rumors returned then, uh, but it is going to be held off for these next couple months. He goes on to say there's no secret celebration drop that's coming in the next couple of weeks and again goes on to confirm 2024. In addition to that, he also went on to confirm that Call of Duty will have content parity across all launch platforms. Uh, We heard this in the FTC case. We heard this in a few of the other Microsoft statements. Phil, once again, coming on the record and saying it again. uh, Once the PlayStation marketing deal ends, Xbox will do be doing away, and this is a little bit of new information, they're getting rid of completely the early-time betas, platform-exclusive modes and skins, etc. So this is one thing that was a little up in the air. Some people thought, oh, with Xbox taking marketing rights back, maybe they'll end up getting the early-access beta. Maybe they'll end up doing some kind of skin for Xbox-only people. Uh, It sounds like that will not be the case. And as someone who kind of fights for these console um really just parody amongst consoles in general uh, i feel like this is a good move and i like the fact that this gives some good faith to those playstation players and eventually those possible nintendo switch players down the road as well with that john i think we can slide over to the pc section before we wrap up today's stuff uh someone in chat vt nelson still haven't tried starfield yet oh john do you want to take a quick segment to talk about starfield i know you are deep into that new game plus and really enjoying it so far
0: yeah, I I I I think VT Nelson's heard me talk enough about it, but sure, I'll go for it. Uh, yeah, Starfield's great. Uh, I think easily one of Bethesda's best games uh, they've ever created, um, hands down. Not just saying it because um, I'm probably one of the only three people that don't that didn't like Fallout, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, it, the replayability is incredible. The new game plus is fantastic. I think the story, uh, the story, the main storyline, while it. In the beginning, it definitely needs a little help in directing you in what to do. Um, I think once you get past maybe the first three, four missions of the main uh, story, uh, everything tends to click. I think the biggest issue I had is they did not um, really explain fast travel very well. Uh, So at least when I started playing (laughs) live on stream... Uh, I was flying towards a planet for like 15 minutes and got absolutely nowhere. Um, so, so yeah, the fast travel is really good. But yeah, no, overall, the shooting is good, the gameplay is good. Um, you really make it your own adventure. It, it truly is an RPG. You you make it what you want it to be. You choose your characteristics. Uh, you choose your background. You choose your side quests. It is. A lot, a lot of fun. I definitely enjoy it and highly, highly recommend it. And if you have Xbox Game Pass, it is an, like an $80 game for absolute free or just the monthly cost of your Xbox Game Pass. So it is absolutely crazy not to give it a shot. Boom definitely There's worth doing elevator uh, pitch if you will <laughs>
1: <laughs> i had the same issue flying early on too i was like oh i'll just fly over to this planet and it's like 10 years later uh but definitely <laughs> use the fast travel system it is a little annoying with how many menus you have to go through it grows on you over time it's one of the things it i does. wish they would have fleshed out a little bit more um but yeah. overall it is nice to be able to make your way to those planets eventually and not just sit there for time on time as little pixels slowly move across the screen uh, with that being said, John, I think we'll transition fully into our PC segment now uh, with another of the games high on your list, World of Warcraft. Guardians of the Dream is set to arrive in early November, November 7th. It looks like some of the highlights for this are a new zone, the Emerald Dream, as well as a new raid, which I believe is pronounced Amadrasil, the Dream's Hope. Uh, don't quote me on that one. I haven't worked on my Warcraft language recently. Um, but this does sound pretty cool overall, and I feel like they've really been
0: pumping out the content here with Dragonflight as well. They have. Um, my issue is I don't have enough time um, to do any of this. Yeah, uh, for real. And that's the thing that ticks me off. Uh it's ju- it just sucks. Um, yeah, no. So the Emerald Dream is something that every Warcraft and World of Warcraft fan has heard about forever. Now we're actually going to get to go to it, which is pretty cool. Uh, the home of the Green Dragonflight. It's going to be pretty pretty sick. Uh, new factions, new means, new mounts. If you're a mount collector, uh, there's going to be a ton of new mounts that you have to go after uh dragon riding, which i think is probably one of the best things uh blizzard has introduced to world of warcraft in years um probably since legion one of the best content updates is dragon riding. absolutely freaking love it love the fact that they've introduced like the kalimdor cup uh so you go back to the old zones on azeroth uh and kalimdor and the eastern kingdoms and they built dragon riding. Uh, courses in those old zones so you get a visit uh you know your your old stomping grounds if you played back in vanilla if you played in burning crusade or wrath or kata um you know you can go back to those zones and, and kind of fly back through them and just kind of relive those memories as you're trying to complete the course in two minutes and 32 seconds uh, so it, it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So they're going to be uh, adding to that as well. More public events are going to be fantastic. Character customizations. Uh, I think everyone's favorite race, uh, the Blood Elves, are getting more customer, uh, customer customizations, if you will, uh, which people are going to love or hate as someone who plays a Blood Elf. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, new raids, new legendaries. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and new class tier sets. Um, I believe it is Druid. No. No, they're all getting ones. What's the one they're coming out with that is? It's either going to be this patch or the next patch. I can't remember. But they're going to do another, like, Heritage Armor Mm. uh, set coming up. And I believe it's Druid and Warlocks?
1: Uh, According to to this this little graphic thing, Blood Elves and Druids are getting extra character customization. So maybe that means Druids as well?
0: Maybe it is just the the Druids then. I don't know. I have to double check on that. I'll get back to everyone.
1: Okay, we'll keep an eye on that for the WoW players out there, Um, but as John said, for the MMO players, you guys already know there's a lot of content to keep up with in these games, and that is the choice you make when you play MMOs. Uh, It's very hard to play more than one at once for that exact reason, but if you're into WoW, if you're into new content, it seems like it just keeps on flowing, and John, do you remember the exact date of BlizzCon? Is that right after, during, or before this?
0: This is right after BlizzCon. Right after Uh, This is right after BlizzCon, so... Again, things to look out for BlizzCon. If they keep on the regular track, we'll get an announcement of the new expansion, uh, which would be coming out in fall of 2024, because it does look like they are getting back onto their normal uh, track when it comes to expansion releases. So we'd be looking at um, roughly October, November timeframe, if you will, for the next expansion in 2024. So the announcement should be this BlizzCon.
1: Things you love to hear, so a lot to look forward to BlizzCon, whether you're an Overwatch player, maybe not so much a Heroes of the Storm player, Hearthstone definitely, World of Warcraft, uh, and maybe some surprising over there as well, alongside new Diablo 4 news too, so lots to look forward to for BlizzCon, it should be fun finally seeing it return in person um, from its bit of a hiatus since COVID where it's just been online events since then, uh, good times over there. Uh, In the world of other PC giants not named Steam, we also have League of Legends. Uh, This is a big notice for those League of Legends players out there. League of Legends will be transitioning from summoner names to Riot IDs on November 20th. So if you have not already switched over to a Riot ID, and I think there was an early access program to do that transition, uh, John, I believe you and I have both already done that transition. Not 100% sure on that. but if you have not and you're still on the classic Summoner ID, you will be making your way over there whether you like it or not. On November 20th, uh, Riot Cozana State will be phasing out the usage of Summoner names and moving all players exclusively to Riot IDs to create a more unified experience across all of our games. We understand that there may be some mixed emotions regarding these changes, whether you've been here for 14 years or 14 minutes. In-game names are an important part of how you experience our game. Our goal is to make this change as seamless as possible and help you feel as connected to your Riot ID as you do your summoner name. Uh, You guys can go check this out, riotgames.com. They kind of go through why this is happening, what you need to change to make it happen to your ability, uh, and so on and so forth, about how this is going to change the way people identify you in not only League of Legends, but other Riot games as well, Legends of Runeterra, Valorant, and future games to come too um i think this move makes sense i don't think everyone's going to be super happy about it because it does add a hashtag with some numbers uh or i think it can be letters technically somehow i'm the only one with letters that i know or the only one who really doesn't have na1 at the end of their name at the moment and i'm not really sure how that happened um but i was able to get hashtag otn on there and it looks like other people should be able to make their own unique hashtag as well uh through this change that will be coming Uh, If you want to go ahead and change your account now, you can go right to account.riotgames.com and go ahead and pre-make that change, it looks like. Um, But other than that, just know if you are still using the classic Summoner name, that will be changing, and that force change will be officially forced through on November 20th of
0: this year, 2023. And they're going full Blizzard. If you want to do your name change after uh, the shift happens, November 20th is going to cost you a cool ten dollars uh, to change your name and i
1: think it costs right now doesn't it if you change your summoner name
0: it does but i think you can also use blue essence oh okay it's like a crap ton but i'm i think i think you can use in-game essence also i'll gotcha. have to double check on that it may just be rp
1: either way guys change your name now get it done while it's free no one wants to pay whether it's in-game currency or real money Uh, So just go ahead and change that before November 20th uh, or end up with whatever they force it to change into, which will probably be your name and four random numbers that mean absolutely nothing to you. Uh, So you could take that risk as well, um, but that is up to you if you are a Riot Games player, especially League of Legends. I think this only affects League of Legends technically. Uh, Go ahead and make that change sooner than later. Next up in our last bit of news on today's episode is just a quick look at the sales for September 2023 and a little bit of a quick commentary on those. So your top 10 game sales coming out of September, we have number one. uh, Actually, let's count up from 10. How about Uh, number 10, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. This one released in 2022. And John, as Call of Duty does and only Call of Duty, it feels like continuing to go very strong almost a full year after and still making top 10 list. Absolutely insane stuff right there. Hogwarts Legacy sitting at number nine, again, a February release here, but it did have a little boost in April and then July. April launched the Xbox One edition and the PS4 edition, and then in July we saw those Nintendo Switch editions come out. So while it is still number nine with the big release happening in February for the main gen consoles and PC, uh, it does get a little bit of a summer boost as well to help it along. Number eight, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Uh, Really good stuff there coming out of From Software, if you guys want to check that out. Some good old mech fights, nice little boss action. Definitely a popular game there, too, launching in August. Number seven, The Crew, Motorfest. Number six, NBA 2K24 with an asterisk. Uh, This is a very important asterisk as well. Digital sales data is not included for NBA 2K24. Do I think it would still be number six with that digital data included? Absolutely not. This is probably a top five, if not top three game uh, with that digital sales data included. So number six with an asterisk. Number five, payday three. uh, Coming in with your good old bank robbing foes there, along with your nice co-op teammates to get it done. Uh, That one's sitting at number five, also included in Game Pass. So really nice to still see it doing some big sales with that Game Pass day one inclusion too. Number four, Madden NFL 24. Unlike all of the running backs in the league, it feels like right now, Madden NFL not looking as injured as its counterparts in the field. Uh, it doing really well sales-wise still over here. Number three with its new name, FIFA, now EA Sports FC 24, dropping into the top three with big game sales and probably some insane microtransactions going on from those ultimate team players as well. Uh, Number two, John, this is a bit of a surprise for me. I believe it did. I want to say it launched in September or August. I don't 100% remember, um, but it's very light or not very often rather that we see a fighting game make its way all the way up here. Mortal Kombat one, the reboot per se of the Mortal Kombat franchise landing at number two here on those September sales charts. And then number one, you guessed it, a galaxy not so far away for John, who's on new game plus number five. Starfield takes the top of the September 2023 charts. Don't judge me. I'm not. It's a great game. Don't get me wrong. It is. Uh, Starfield for me. Okay. We talked a lot about John's Starfield experience. So at the end of the show here, I'll give you a little bit of a thought on mine. Uh, I think the game is phenomenal. Do I think it has its issues here and there? Absolutely. I think travel could have been done a little bit better. I would like to actually fly in my ship a little bit more. Uh, I do think there are some fun interactions if you do go in the ship. Uh, Again, you don't want to be up there too long because you're not really going to get anywhere. Uh, But there are some fun like interspace interactions. Between enemies as well as some other NPC interactions up there without going into spoilers. Um, But overall, I am someone who likes to do every side quest in these big story games. And Starfield gives me a little bit of anxiety with the number of side quests there are. Literally walking across one of the cities, like New Atlantis, I overhear a conversation and then another conversation and then another one. And by the time I walk across one little plain of land, I end up with like four or five side quests. (laughs) And I'm like, good God, am I ever going to finish this game? Uh, so that is where I'm at, Starfield. I'm still on playthrough number one. Uh, I'm maybe 20-something hours in, and I will put many, many more hours into this. Um, but I think I'm going to have to come to terms with I will not be able to do every side quest on the first playthrough. I think at some point, I'm just going to have to say, okay, I think it's time to get to the end of the main story so John can actually talk to me about New Game Plus before he goes crazy. Uh, and then I can eventually go back and do my side quest for the next 10 years or so on and off.
0: Like the, the crazy thing about it is is, is, is Joey doesn't understand why, after I went into New Game the first time, why I want to do it 10 times, which is where these bonuses come in. Um, there's, I, I can't explain it without ruining the entire second half of the main quest line. Uh, there's just no way to do it. Uh, so once joey gets to a certain point a certain quest if you will um mainly because i can say it because everyone knows you can go to earth in this game uh once you get to the quest line that takes you to earth i will be able to talk to joey about 80 percent of what he's been asking me about without spoiling it um but the problem is is he's not there yet? He's nowhere close to being there yet because he is too busy, too busy committing corporate espionage, which is also a very, very fun uh, side quest line uh, with uh, Ryujin Industries on Neon. Um, which Joey, if you haven't done that one yet, I highly do recommend I that love one because Neon the the rewards at Ryujin Industry is fantastic. Is, is 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 really really cool. So I definitely recommend that. I think it's like a 10 or 12 quest playthrough for that but definitely definitely do recommend that as well
1: yeah so really good stuff overall guys again just to go kind of back through some of the stuff we touched on as we wrap up the show big game releases this week i think i listed out like I i think it's like 40 games releasing this week obviously some of the bigger ones Mario, or Super Mario Bros. Wonder for Nintendo Switch tomorrow on the 20th, Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 5 on the 20th as well, as well as a number of other ones mixed out throughout. And then next week also brings some excitement. I believe Alan Wake is set for next week, maybe the week after. Uh, some other big triple A's mixed in there as well. So lots of good things coming on the gaming year of 2023 just continues to roll with more news coming to you guys next week. Remember to stay tuned over here. Uh, we do go live every week on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Twitch.tv we try to. forward slash Level Up Live. <laughs> oh, OTN to. Media. Twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media. <laughs> that was a throwback right there. <laughs> Yikes!
0: All right, nation. Um, it's it's been a wild one. Um. Oh. That's going to do it for tonight's episode of Level Up Live. But before you go, make sure you follow the show on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the show on the podcast version, please do leave us a review. The Level Up podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your podcatcher of choice. Just look us up. We are there for you. And we would love to hear from you. In fact, we love to hear from our community. We have multiple ways for you to reach out to us. Joey, what are some of those ways?
1: Absolutely, guys. Head over to Twitter or named X as well as Facebook and find us at OTN Media. You can also find us at Instagram and threads at OTN underscore media. Last but not least, hit us up with a follow over here on Twitch. Again, with the actual correct URL, twitch.tv forward slash otnmedia. Again, we appreciate any subs, especially those Prime subs as well. Go ahead and hit those our way. Very much appreciated. This show, again, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern time, as well as some other streams throughout
0: the week. All right. Make sure you tune in next week. That is Thursday, October 26th. (laughs) Joey, October's almost over. Uh, As we continue to cover the latest in gaming news, do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button to know when the next episode is ready for your entertainment pleasures. We'll catch you all next week. Enjoy your weekend. Remember, be nice to your fellow gamers online. And as always, level level up. up.